You may not always see it, but there is a lot of sweet in every mess and in all of the mundane. Exodus 3.8 is a promise to deliver us from the brokenness of life into one filled with hope. We are here to remind you of God's faithfulness and how His love can lead you into a land flowing with milk and honey. Join us, Lindsay and Amaris, as we get raw and share practical wisdom for all things marriage, motherhood, faith, and womanhood. So grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. This is the Milk and Honey Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Milk and Honey Podcast. This is Lindsay, and today I am here with our lovely guest, Jen Babakan. Hi, Jen. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming on today. We're so excited to talk with you. So today, you guys, we're going to talk about working moms and stay-at-home moms and kind of the pressure that we all feel to be one or the other or to excel in that role, to be something, to be more and to always find value in the things that we're doing um, and the struggle that sometimes we face in leaving a job and becoming a stay-at-home mom and so on. So we're so excited to hear from you, Jen. Would you mind taking a second just to tell us a little bit about yourself and your new book? Sure. So I am a mom of two little boys and (laughs) and have been married for 12 years to my wonderful husband. Wow. Prior to being a stay-at-home mom, I was a third grade teacher. Mm -hmm. And once I gave up my career, when my first son was born, it was quite a journey that God took me on. And that kind of led to the birth of the book. So the title of my book is is called Detoured. And the subtitle gives you a little bit more information about it. it it's the messy, grace-filled journey from working professional to stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Love that. And yeah, um, that you know that really sums it up. So it really was a messy and grace-filled journey for me. So it's led me on this journey of of becoming an author, and essentially, you know, now I work a little bit from home as a freelance writer. And so awesome. it's just kind of dovetailed into into a few different things. Yeah, good for you. So Saxon is about one and a half and Sutton is four. This is such a fun season for me, but I really love that we're having this conversation because I, um, as soon as we discussed having you on, Amaris and I were like, this is so perfect for me specifically because I really struggle with that battle of staying home, but also having a lot of passion and a lot of desire to work and to bring my dreams to life, I guess. And so it's been kind of a process as I've walked through my faith and trying to figure out what God has specifically for me at home while cherishing that time and not losing sight of how quick it passes Mm -hmm. and also trying to balance what it looks like to write and to podcast. So I'm really excited to be having this conversation. Wonderful. Um, And as you discussed in your book, you put your teaching career on hold Mm -hmm. and went from being a working professional to a stay-at-home mom. So can you share a little bit about that journey and what it looked like for you personally? Sure. You know, I didn't expect it to be what it ended up being. I guess I should start Mm -hmm. there. So I would say that my expectations of 
putting my career on hold to be home with my newborn son, you know, was that we would just run through a field of flowers together <laughs> every day, yeah. all day, that it was going to be, you know, for a teacher, I thought, shoot, this is going to be like an endless summer vacation. Um, wow. And, you know, what ended up happening was it wasn't that at all. It was an endless loop of diapers and dishes and hmm. feeling like I had left a piece of my identity in my classroom that I had left behind. And yeah. so all of those things that I didn't realize I had placed my worth into the accomplishments, the feeling of pride, and the feeling of achievement, you know, I was a third grade teacher. So I had little ones, but you know, there was nothing like seeing them get a concept that I had been working so hard with them on or right. feeling great about an evaluation that my principal would give me, you know, all of those things, I didn't realize that that I had kind of interwoven those into my worth as a person. And so when I left my job to be a stay-at-home mom, I had this real sense of a loss of identity. And Jesus really just had to take me through, you know, some hard things for me to realize that, you know, my worth was in Him alone. My worth is in Christ mm -hmm. alone, had nothing to do with what my day looked like, whether I was changing diapers or performing heart surgery. My worth wow. remained the same in him. So that's basically what happened, but it was it was not a pretty process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that and I completely relate. So what is your opinion on or what would you say to women who struggle with feeling like I know my worth is in Christ, but I have mm -hmm. a hard time acknowledging that truth because and I'm speaking for myself here, I'm asking for myself, but because my heart has so, I have so many passions and desires and I want to fulfill that, mm -hmm. but I also love being at home. Right. Well, I would say that those two things are not mutually exclusive at all. And that is ultimately what I had to come to learn was that mm -hmm. God has created us to be multifaceted people. We are not meant to be only one thing, you know, we are, we are mothers, we are daughters, we are sisters, we are friends. There are different hats that we wear. And I don't believe that we were ever meant to pour all of ourselves into one thing alone. And to be honest with you, I think that it is a detriment to our children when we make our entire lives and passion and end all be all all about them, you know, Amen. Yeah, they, I agree. they need to see us pursuing our passion so that one day they know how to do it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so vital that as we are claiming our identity in Christ, that we are also modeling for our children that we have been given gifts to share with the world from the creator of the world. And that that is essentially our work here on earth is to share those gifts and to further the kingdom with those gifts. And so for the mom that's struggling with the tug of feeling like she has passion for other things, and yet she loves being a stay-at-home mom, I would encourage her to fully embrace both of those things. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think the cool thing is that it doesn't have to be a job. And yeah. I, I've read a quote somewhere a long time ago, I might butcher it, but basically saying that children who see their parents with a passion grow up with a passion as well. Mm -hmm. They see that it's okay to be outside of the home. They have a growing respect for fathers and mothers 
who have something else because they're seeing their work ethic. They're seeing their heart and pursuing dreams. And there's so much to learn from that. It doesn't have to stay in the box of a job. Women can join ministries where they can Mm -hmm. take their children. They can be a part of those things. They can volunteer and take their children alongside them. They can have hobbies. They can open their home for other things. So I totally agree. And I think it's really cool to look outside of, I think, what we often consider to be the confines of a working mother Mm -hmm. and see that it can be so many other things. And we can really put ourselves and involve ourselves in ministry or values or hobbies or passions. And our children will see that as well. Absolutely. I mean, for me, it started as simple as realizing that I could encourage others on Instagram. Right. It really was as simple as realizing, okay, how can I be a light in this world while I'm in, you know, within the four walls of home? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was like, okay, I can put out some Bible verses on Instagram, or I can put out an encouraging word there. There's always something that you can do that is, you know, going to light the spark within you and help you to share that with others. So absolutely, it does not have to be a job. Yeah, I agree. We actually just did an episode on social media, and it was called Social Media Heart Check. And we talked a lot about that, how even at home with your children, you can make disciples, you can plant seeds, you can grow. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's a great example. And so also, Jen, I just want to ask you, I know a lot of moms, I personally know a lot of moms who struggle so much with mom guilt. Mm -hmm. And if they do have to work, if they do have to leave the home, and then there are moms who struggle with feeling like they've lost a huge piece of themselves because they're having to take their children to daycare every day. What would your encouragement be for each of those moms? You know, mom guilt is a monster mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it, it attacks each of us in in various ways. And that's one thing that I've said before is that, you know, the so-called mommy wars of pitting, you know, working moms against stay-at-home moms and vice versa, I don't really know that it truly exists because I think that we are all, we're all struggling and we're all trying to do our best. Um, it just looks different. And so for women that are experiencing this mom guilt for whatever situation that they're finding themselves in, I would really point them back to finding their contentment in Christ first. Mm. Because once you have identified that, you know, you're not enough on your own. And I think that's a lot of times where guilt stems from is the feeling of of not being enough. And so if we can embrace that. We are not enough. Without Christ, we are not enough. And He is the only one that can make us enough mm-hmm. and you know, more than enough for whatever our family needs. When we are able to put our feet on that firm foundation, I really do think that there's going to be a sense of contentment that flows from that yeah. wherever life has you, whether you're working outside of the home or whether you're inside of the home contentment and peace and joy and all of those wonderful gifts are from Christ. And and he's so faithful to give them to us when we ask. Hmm. I love that. That's really good. Yeah. I feel like for me personally, and I share this only because I haven't really discussed this a lot on the podcast, but Mm -hmm. it's a constant tug of war back and forth with these feelings of I love this. I For me, I love being home. I love this. And then today's where I'm like, oh my word, I cannot yes. handle another second. And I'm sprinting outside of my house as soon as my husband gets home. And most of the time, God has really been teaching me to cherish the sweet and also mm-hmm. to just find a place of clarity in the moments when it gets really hard. Like take a step outside, right. force yourself to just rest, put your kids wherever they need to be, 
and reset. And having a few of those a day has really, really helped me. And then being outside of the home, it's been beneficial to me to find the areas that really create the mom guilt and to work through those. So if there's like one, two, three areas where you're like, I'm always feeling so guilty about this. If you're missing Mm -hmm. the soccer game or if you're leaving early in the morning, is there a way that you can adjust your schedule to be there so that you're not ridden by that? Because I think Satan gets a foothold in our lives Mm -hmm. and just makes us feel like we're horrible people. We're horrible mothers because we're not fulfilling what we feel we need to. And so sometimes if we can just move things around just one or two areas, it can be really beneficial for us. Oh, absolutely. Even as a, a now work from home mom, I battle this on a on a daily mm-hmm. basis. You know, when I have a deadline that I need to meet or an interview that I need to do with someone for a piece, my kids are still asking me to play with them. Right. And so it has become this thing where I think, oh my goodness, am I missing the forest for the trees here? You know, am yeah. I missing this vital time in their childhood? Even though this is my passion and I love what I do. Am I forsaking a beautiful thing for something that I shouldn't be? And it's Mm. this constant tug of war of just feeling it in my gut of, you know, I think all of us moms are on one level or another thinking, am I screwing them up? Right? Am I messing this whole thing up? What are they going to go to therapy for? Because of me. (laughs) Right, exactly. At the end of the day, you know, I always think about that. Is there going to be a point where they think, gosh, mom was always on her phone. Mom was always on her computer. Because to them, they don't see that if I'm on my phone, it's actually work related. They just see that I'm on my phone. And so, I fight with that constantly. And and the one thing that I have tried to put in place is that for however long that I'm working throughout the day, you know, I explain to them what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, that there's a, you know, there's a reason behind everything. And I try mm-hmm. to correlate it with the fact that their dad works outside of the home and we're blessed that I'm able to be with them throughout the day, even right. though Surely not every minute of my day is quality time with my kids, you know, Mm -hmm. because I've got this other focus that needs my attention at times. But I do try to incorporate times where I can just sit with them and play. I'm also a homeschooling mom. So there's a big chunk of time in my morning where I'm homeschooling them. And whether they see that as one-on-one time (laughs) or not, I I count that as one-on-one time. It definitely is. You know, and so I try I try to be as present as I absolutely can and fight back the those mom guilt demons with just the fact that God has placed a a passion in my life for writing and he's given me some opportunities to do that. And part of, of what I'm doing here is using those gifts to hopefully, you know, encourage other people to draw closer to him. And so I try to keep that mindset, but boy, is it hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. It's always nice to talk to. I know that there's so many people who feel this way, but it's just freeing for me because I do believe, I mean, in those moments, it's really hard to think, oh my gosh, I should be looking them in the eyes. I should be playing on the floor with them. But at the same time, it's a blessing because you're home. And also while Mm -hmm. you're away at work, I think a lot of the time, if you work full time and you come home, you're getting a lot of quality time. And just because you stay at home this is just encouragement for working moms. Just because you stay at home doesn't mean you're, like you said, it's just this running through a field of flowers and you're playing all <laughs> right. day. And you have a lot of responsibilities that you're taking care of. You're not always eye to eye with your kids. And sometimes when you're working and you come home, you get that quality time. You know, it's not just a lot of Absolutely. quantity. You get really focused quality time. And that's mm-hmm. really sweet too. And again, they're seeing their moms working 
hard and pursuing their goals and supporting their family. And that's such a gift. And so I just wish I could like hug every mom and tell them you're doing the best you can and you're doing a great job. And that's all that you can do. Just work hard, honor the Lord with your work, honor the Lord with your motherhood and allow him to take the rest. Like he will carry your burden and just take a deep breath. Cause I feel like I wish people would tell me that all the time. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. That's my heart for moms as well, because I just, I want to link arms with each of them and just say, okay, we're in this together. And most of the time, it's not pretty for any of us. Mm -hmm. And I think we just have to get really honest with one another and, and talk about that, you know, instead of painting this picture that the grass is prettier or greener on the other side, it's really not. Yeah. 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 So Jen, can you share one or two takeaways from your book that you hope every single person is able to walk away with after reading? Like what is, what is your passion and your heart behind it that you hope they gain from that? So first of all, I would say the fact that your worth is not your work. Mm-hmm. And I say that simply because Jesus and I had to come through a really hard time together for me to really feel that and understand that at a core level. Yeah. You know, I talk about in the book that I applied for every work from home job that you can imagine mm-hmm. when I first gave up my career. And repeatedly, I got rejection after rejection. And it was a time for me of realizing that in no uncertain terms, God was calling me to be home without distraction at that time. And so I had to realize that as a stay-at-home mom, as a professional dishwasher and diaper changer, (laughs) that my worth remained the same in Christ, regardless of the amount of money that I brought home or the way that I filled the hours in my day. Yeah. So that's that's one thing that I would encourage women and moms in particular to really embrace and take a real close look at how they associate their worth and their work and how intertwined it actually is at the end of the day. If your job went away or if life changed considerably, what would you internally say to yourself about your worth? Mm. So that's one thing. The other thing that I would say is that, you know, moms are not meant to serve the kingdom only through motherhood. And so while that may take up a large portion of your time, there are gifts and there are talents and there are things that God has put into your life and onto your heart for a reason. And there's always a way to pursue those passions, regardless of the season that you find yourself in. Mm -hmm. So whether you're a stay at home mom, whether you work outside the home, there's always going to be something there. I do believe that God will place on your heart to encourage others and to encourage yourself as well, you know, because I think often we can get into a rut of just living life the same way that we've always lived it. And, right. you know, the light can fall out of our eyes a little bit. You know, we, we lose that sparkle, that pep in our step. And I think it's just really vital for women to take a close look at some things that might reignite that in themselves and make them feel like they are, you know, living life with purpose once again. Yeah. Wow. That's really good. And I I also think sometimes, tell me if you agree, Jen, but there can be a stigma around Christian work as a whole. The workplace is almost seen, especially for mothers, and it kind of comes from the barefoot and pregnant perspective, 
that mm-hmm. the workplace for mothers is there's things that are expected. They expect you to do things for free, or they don't expect you to do things in the way that a regular businesswoman would. But then we look at the mm-hmm. Proverbs 31 woman, and she mm-hmm. was a businesswoman. She knew what she was doing. She did things outside of her home, but she also provided for her family and supported and loved her family. And there really can be a balance with that, whether it is just in ministry, serving at your church consistently, or whether it is having a job. So do you think that there's a stigma with either one, like that we are called to be stay-at-home moms and that women who are Christian specifically are supposed to be stay-at-home moms and that they are not supposed to work outside of the home? And how do we get away from society training us in that? Well, absolutely. There's a stigma there. And I think that it goes back to, you know, like you were saying, that whole barefoot and pregnant thing Mm -hmm. of especially for Christian women, you're to raise your family. And somewhere along the line, we have lost the the focus on what the Proverbs 31 woman actually did. Mm-hmm. And so just like you said, when you go back and you you read that line for line, you realize that she did a variety of things. And one of those things was making an income for her family. Yeah. And so I, although I think the stigma is there, I think we have to first and foremost stand strong on the fact that although there's a cliche out there of what we should or shouldn't be, that's not what God's calling us to be. And that's not what God's calling us to do. Each one of us are, are individuals and we all have individual calls upon our lives. And so it is absolutely okay for us to make an income for our family, to provide for our families, and to also, you know, still be the comfort and the love and the caretaker mm-hmm. um, that our family is is wanting us to be. And so, although it's hard to separate the expectation versus the reality of what life looks like for so many women that are working outside of the home and yet feel this this guilt about it and then you know the stay-at-home moms who feel a lack of purpose or worthiness of being in the home I think we just have to throw that off of our shoulders and take a really good hard look at what God has called us each to individually and then go from there as far as getting rid of that stigma on a societal level, I think it's going to, it's going to happen on minuscule levels within each of our lives where we show others that we are doing more and being more and than the, the typical expected thing. And I think we've seen a little bit of that where, you know, we're seeing that a lot of stay at home moms are starting their own small businesses Mm -hmm. and they're charging for it as they should. There is a misconception. I feel like that if you are working for the Lord, then it should be free. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I don't think that there's anything in scripture that supports that. Right. So I think we have to be really, really careful with not only the expectations we place on ourselves, but also the judgments that we can place on other women and other moms when they're charging for a service or they're charging for their time. We need to also be respectful of that and take a good look at ourselves. Yeah, and honoring their gifts. I feel like like those are gifts that God has given to them. Let us honor them by allowing them to support and provide for their families. Absolutely. 
Well, thank you so much, Jen. I loved this conversation. I feel like it's one that needs to be had, especially in the church, more often. And so I'm really excited for our listeners to read your book, Detoured. Um, For all of our listeners, we will link Jen's book in the show notes and on our website. So feel free to check that out at www.mandhministries.com. There's also a link in our bio on Instagram at the Milk and Honey podcast. So we thank you so much, Jen. Thanks so much for coming on. We love talking with you. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Milk and Honey podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a second to visit our page on iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. It would mean so much to us. Your review helps the show to be found by other women like you, and it also helps us to continuously grow and become better as a podcast. For a daily pick-me-up, follow me, Lindsay, on Instagram at sparrowsandlily and amorous at amorous Beecher. Tune in next week for more laughter, fun, hope, and encouragement. Bye, guys.